Welcome to another episode of Before I Die. I'm your host, Joanne Tickle, and my guest today is Dimitri Papathodor. Dor. Okay. It's Papa. Papa. Theo. Theo. Doru. Doro. Doru. 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 Yeah, like. Doru. Yeah. So, or in Greek, it's Papa Theodoru. Can you try Papa Theodoru. That's Russian sounding. Thanks for having me, Joanne. I'm so happy to be here. Okay, wait a minute. That's I got to introduce you. Oh, right. Okay, so Dimitri, architect, artist, gallery owner, songwriter, singer, musician. Jesus, you know what? My guests, uh, like the intro is longer than the actual podcast because you are so accomplished. Well, that presumes that out? there's anything really accomplished about you know what? We, All of it. What I do is just simply teacher playing, playing. I forgot teacher. Teacher, yes. I teach young people how to be architects, and that's been a really lot of fun for the last twenty years. And um, some of them go on to having you know much better careers than myself. Well, that's that's all credit to you because oh, you're a good totally. teacher. I take all credit for, for... their brilliance. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Wouldn't you? Yes, like, I do it all I the mean, time. I mean, none of us have children, right? So, you know, we live vicariously through our, through the creations, like your album, the music that you've written, all of the films you've worked on. My children, i.e. the students I teach at, at TMU, you know, th- those th- those are our, our offspring in some ways, right? True, true. And, you know, my goats, my dog, my yes. parrot. Mr. My... Tickles or Mrs. Tickles? Pickles. Pickles. <laughs> And it's... <laughs> Sorry, Joanne, I know that's your what last... What the hell? Story. Well, it's wait a second. my child. But doesn't pickles sound like tickles? Well, that's, it, that's was that one of the accident? reasons why... Oh, my gosh. Well, also, when I was a kid, like, um, living with my parents, a lot of our mail used to come, you know, to the pickles, <laughs> not the tickles. And and I would say, as if we would have a stupid name like pickle. It just so happens tickle. we're having these lovely drinks, and you've got all of this, but I've got... Pickles in mine. Oh, you do have I pickles. I do, in honor of Mr. Pickles. And it kind of looks like Mr. Pickles. Uh, well, it looks like, <laughs> sorry. Didn't Mr. Pickles lay like Mr. Pickles poo-poo. <laughs> yeah, or did he have an egg recently? Well, he, he identifies as male, but yes, Mr. Pickles laid an egg and is actually um, a female. Okay, but, who, who knew? But aren't you, but is it he or she that identifies, or is it you as the parent who have who has transformed your offspring into a gender that maybe they're not comfortable with. Well, no, he's very comfortable. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. To- he is. So I'm going to ask you to complete the, the question. Okay. Before I die, I want to... Have sex with you. Oh, no. Okay, so, you know, I've met this wonderful singer, songwriter, locally from Campbellford. Her name is Jane Brown. And I think before I die, I'd like to help her become a bona fide musical star she is so good and she has a wonderful voice and she's ready you know she's been doing it for about 10 years now and her songs are so good you know the vulnerability in her voice and 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 the ability to to sing so powerfully and vulnerable at the same time i think i i realize coming from knowing nothing about music to realizing something every day like she's taught me so much and so lately i've been working on her songs and we're, we're trying to put together an album her first album so that would be 
the thing. I, at this moment in time, this very week, I would, or this month or year, I would love to see her uh, blossom into a full-fledged uh, performing artist. And, wow. Yeah. And then... Well, you're doing that. We are. I mean, you know, she's already a performing artist, uh, but this is her first time recording and pr- working with a quote-unquote producer. Right. So, and then once that happens, my next dream would be for she and she and I, her and I, to play the Acropolis Amphitheater in, in Athens. Yeah. Oh. So I would open up for her, of course. And, uh, you know, and she would just be so well suited for that theater because of course you know greek theater is all about tragedy and drama and laughter and and that's what you would be bringing i would (laughs) i'd be doing a show in drag as the john cleats can i do uh, your makeup again yes please do in fact we're gonna have a special um place for you to join us on tour and you can do any job you want to do so if it's makeup you could do the makeup or you could be my martini companion or (laughs) (laughs) videographer whatever whatever and this is the dream i know you know because we're both the same age right we're you know of that hey gen x hey gen x oh i'm much older i'm a much older gen xer and you're a much younger gen z or no uh millennial stop digging okay. that grave because okay, you're sorry. just going deeper and deeper oh, into that hole to, <laughs> trying to give you full credit but uh you did a, such a wonderful job on my last name that i thought i you know did yeah. something back <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. so can i has anyone asked you what, what your dream is before Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. Is that inappropriate uh, to ask the host? But how I, dare you? How dare you? I'm taking control of this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, actually no one has. And um, let me think. I mean, I have so many, but um, I'll just say one, which is kind of funny, but um, I would love to meet Paul McCartney. <gasps> yeah. You know, I, I grew up listening to the Beatles and I got to see him i went to see him seven years ago in his one of his concerts and he started with a hard day's night and i literally i i Mm. just started screaming (laughs) like i i started screaming and i've never screamed at a show before but i felt like i was going back to like my seven-year-old self and just you know my first album was the beatles my parents bought me help and i used to jump up and down on my bed um, to listening to that album over and over again, just jumping up and down on the bed to all the songs. And so, you know, my babysitters were all Beatles fans. Well, there's and... still a chance you might meet him. I you mean, never know. Really? I mean, he's alive. That's I know. a start. <laughs> I, that's true. And, you know, he probably, you know, we could just follow him somewhere. Stalk him? Stalk him. Sorry, that's the word I was thinking oh, of. Oh, yeah, that's, that. a, good that's a good idea. idea. Are we confessing to a crime yet to be committed? <laughs> I think <laughs> oh, so. Dear. But he I probably just, has tons I just pictured us locked up in the Tower of London. <laughs> Ooh, that, that sounds so romantic. <laughs> it's in not. The du- in the dungeon. It? In the dungeon. Ooh. Gosh. Do, oh, they, have, do they have Bluetooth? <laughs> and I'm sure they have They have blue balls. Blue balls. Oh, God. <laughs> I think after a beating or two, they might be purple. Yeah. But <laughs> Paul would definitely be up on my list too. Gosh, yeah, you know. I mean, that's that's just yeah. uh, you know, that's one that uh, I've probably had since well, definitely since I was a little kid. So, 
But there's a lot more. But this is there's all more. about you. This is all about This is about you. <laughs> and, um, and I have to say, you are a fantastic producer of your own music. It's all just DIY. And, and lately, at my ripe age of 58, I realize that everything everybody does is DIY. Yeah. And you just embrace it and you kind of go, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to try. You know, I don't know how to swim. But I'm going to jump in the ocean and and yeah. and, and survive. Um, so it really comes down like, to bravery, bra- bravery, <laughs> courage, and also uh, stupidity, probably. But, <laughs> um, but no, I, I actually I was just thinking of my parents who never once once discouraged uh, art making or painting or drawing or like drawing. I remember, you know, back when I was a kid, I would draw floor plans, not knowing how to draw a floor plan. Of, of a future home that we would all be living in. Of course, I always thought that that would be the forever home, only to find out or only to discover later after graduating from architecture school, I actually built that home that is now sort of a family, Papa Theodore family compound where my mother still lives in Toronto and she's surrounded by family. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's an extended family kind of triplex. Wow. Uh, informal. And, and so that, yeah, is, thank you. This is a bit like therapy. Um, You know, I realize now that, I mean, that saying, you know, as you you just become more of who you are as you age, I think many people said it, but the one person I'm thinking of is David Bowie, who who said that, you know, artistically anyway, you just become more of who you are. And so that's the process of discovery and sort of awakening, I guess, in a a sense. Um, And also shedding all those, or not shedding, but maybe if, you know, from kind of a, a shadow place like thinking about the, those things about yourself that you don't like but then yeah. you kind of have to deal with them eventually and, yeah. and pull them out and go you know I don't like my voice but that's all I have and I better try to figure it out and understand its limits and boundaries and and you know just the quirky like and then you kind of realize oh all of those musicians I absolutely love have quirky unusual voices you know, even David Bowie had an unusual voice. Right? Yes. Everybody's a DIY-er. Um, and I would go even as far to say that even in professional practice like architecture, um, nobody knows what they're doing half the time. I mean, we, we kind of know some things, but every project or every building is a new experience and there's something new to learn. Uh, and if you're, you know, obviously if you're not learning, then that's probably a sign that you should quit. The young people today maybe don't have, let's say what I had in high school was that complete oppression with regard to sexual orientation, right? Like, there was no gay. In right. fact, gay was a word that was thrown around, but I didn't really understand it, even though deep down, buried very deeply, mm-hmm. was that boy who liked other boys. Right. Um, and at that time, it was, you know, I thought, well, gosh, I, maybe I'm in the wrong body. And so, and I can see how Young people today have more space to navigate and explore things like sexuality or music or whatever. Yes. Um, with, you know, hopefully within some safe boundaries, hopefully in, in families that are supportive, that, you know. Not safe be, enough, but, but yeah. so much different from when we were growing up. It wasn't up. possible, really. I mean, I think if you did, if I had back then, I would have lost everything and really, you know, probably ended up on the street or something like that just because it was so... It was a different time, and yet yes. it, was, it wasn't that long ago. So I, I right. think the political correctness, you know, there's two sides to that as well, because, 
you know, while we have made strides uh, with, let's say, LGBTQ or feminism or, or you know, uh, climate, you know, awareness, um, gosh, we still have a long way to go. And I remember getting into one of those fights in social media with a, with a, 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 a long term family friend and, and there were so there was a, a Greek group because of course I'm Greek and this these are people that I that I the that Baklava I, the group? Baklava group, yep. And and somebody just it was a, a straight group, you know, on, on good old social media and and they went on about how they didn't like nudity, you know, in fact uh, at the gay pride parade and and little you know, do they know because of course they don't actually go. But it, it it's pretty minor and it's pretty isolated and in fact nudity isn't illegal anymore. And I just they were like slamming pride from the point of view of a cultural phenomena that they have no interest in, which is fine. Right. But it, it was dark because they were actually I've noticed people have starting to to gain permission to say awful things about gay people again, or queer people, yeah. or tra- trans people in particular, or drag yeah. queens in particular. Of yes. course, we see it down south. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. So while we've gone overboard, I suppose, on one level with political correctness, on the other side, you know, I think the backlash is terrifying. the scary part. Yeah, the very scary part. It's terrifying. So I'm finding now I'm actually speaking out where I never would before. I'm, I'm certainly right. not, I don't consider myself an activist or anything like that, but, but, right. but these are my people and, yeah. and the young ones may need a little bit oh of my God. Yeah. space to explore it. And so. I also don't understand, you know, what is like, I don't understand this fear of the human body. Mm. How about the statue of David? How they were, they were banning that from like an art class in, in yes. the States in one of the schools. And I, I was like, are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Well, like, and those crazy. are, I think, just really stupid people, but extreme, extreme, um, and uh, missing so much, I you know. know, missing out and and kind of actually really, I feel sorry for them on some level because they're, they don't get to appreciate Michelangelo. They don't get to see yeah. the beauty the and beauty. Oh opening up their hearts to something that maybe they just didn't know. No, and you know, I can't imagine someone standing in front of the statue of David and saying that's disgusting because it's mesmerizing mm-hmm. and it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And just even just the idea that someone was able to make that, the size that it is, and I'm not talking about is wiener well it's not I'm talking about his hands no one chunk of marble it's, it's unbelievable yeah it really is have you been to florence oh god yeah i've yeah, seen that that's why i'm talking yeah. about the statue of david because i i was you there experienced it yeah but then you know the rest of the time i was so drunk i i don't even know what <laughs> <laughs> drunk on pizza and drunk florentine on... steak <laughs> well it was you could go to these restaurants i went to this restaurant and <laughs> uh it was um it was a three course it was a, a, a fixed price three courses with um wine mm-hmm. and it was all included in the price and it was really cheap and we um, should just get on a plane now and continue this podcast on the plane fly to florence oh my god and finish off this talk at a, at a you know with, over a florentine steak with red wine wouldn't that be amazing yeah. and really fresh arugula and maybe that's why this is before I die. That's my be- next before I die. I like wish. how things are becoming more and more realistic. You yeah. know, from let's say me performing in the 
the amphitheater in Athens to having a Florentine stake. I think the latter is probably more uh, feasible or more yeah. realistic. No, but so no, let's no. Bring it down a bit. You never know, no. though. No, don't bring it down. That's that's yeah. So cool. Even if we break into the the uh, you know at, in you the middle of the it. night and <laughs> no. you get on the stage oh, and, and just like yes. and I'm there. Um, well, the acoustics are so good. You don't even need amplification. You just stand there and drop no. a coin. Yeah. So I th- I remember Sting. I think just recently performed, and I thought, if there is a man that I am more envious of, there well, he doesn't exist. It would be Sting. I mean, I just oh, really? look at him and I go, I you know I don't even like him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard to like him, but he's so beautiful. I li- yeah. I really liked him in. Uh... Quadrophenia. Yes. I loved him yeah. in that. Well, he's so I, I thought he was so perfect yeah. for that role. He, kind of an arrogant, you know, little fake, Basically but I loved just, him. He was just playing himself. Yeah. Oh. Well, <laughs> <laughs> fake rocker, not. I know. Do I have permission to play one of your you songs? You can play any song from any of the gazillion albums that are on. Okay, <laughs> well, you send me whichever song you want I because I just I enjoy your music so much. Oh, and and uh, coming to see you perform is always an but event. I, I haven't had the privilege like you of playing Massey Hall with your oh, band. God. I mean, gosh. I wish I was there. I didn't know you then. Yeah. But I would have been in front row if I had known that, that you That was were a band called The Real Priscilla's and we yeah. opened for a Wilco and... Uh, I don't really. Yeah, thank, oh, thank you for for amazing. mentioning that. That's I mean, we'll that's go, really nice. You know, that's just a step below the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> and very very nice guys, and just totally. like wow, kind of idiots. Like, how did they you know pick us? I have no idea. Oh, I'm but... sure they had a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you have to do? I'm just kidding. No, no, I don't. <laughs> no it, it, it wasn't me. It wasn't, it wasn't me. You. Trust me. <laughs> do you still have the wig? I do still oh, have the yeah. wig. I do. Oh, okay. For those who don't know, we uh, we were an all-girl band, and uh, we wore uh, black uh, Priscilla-style wigs, Buffonti wigs, and vintage dresses, and I played the drums and was also a singer. I, so, you know what? I started out playing the drums in high heels, like in vintage heels. Wow. Like, it was insane. Drumming but, is the one instrument that it, you know, just eludes uh, me. What you the have hell? To give me lessons. Hey, you've just you, you have just hijacked this interview again. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about me anymore. Oh no! I like the way oh you've done God. this. Uh, yeah, it's back. It's like a tennis match. It no, is a tennis. It's more match. like what is that sport that people play that's easier than tennis? Fake tennis. Um, ping pong. Oh, can I just uh, jump in here and say that I'm? We're actually talking. Uh, just in case there's weird noises in the background for the audience, we're talking on your back porch in your beautiful home. Can we just talk a little bit about your art as oh, well? Because we haven't Joanne, mentioned your art. You're very professional. It's so good. So the periphery, this place is called the periphery. And you can look at it at www.theperphery.ca, all mm-hmm. one word. And it's essentially, we moved out to the country uh, 10 years ago. And it was transformational because now I still, you know, work in the city, both as an architect and as a teacher um, at TMU, and um, it gives one a perspective of urban culture that uh, I didn't have before. I am interested in the constructed world, how the the city functions. The periphery is in the country. It's 150 kilometers east of Toronto because we're neighbors, Mm -hmm. and it is a remnant. uh, The acreage that we have is a, a piece of the original uh, settler, Scottish settler farm, the Giroux family farmstead. It's a stone house. You know, uh, you look at it and you go, 
kind of what we go wow because it, the, it's two feet two foot thick of stone and it's absolutely I, I have or, to say it's absolutely stunning and what year was it built 1861 which is really old for Canada I mean wow. that's just you know they when they first arrived here that was a forest right it was indigenous uh, and of course what happened happened uh, the trees were all cut down and far how did they do it without I don't know diesel engines or aliens or aliens I have no idea. I'm beginning to think that there is some sort of supernatural force because I really, I, I can't ba- barely work in the garden for more than 20 minutes without huffing and puffing. How do they do it? So, yeah, the periphery is a place for art, music, sculpture. It's, it's just beautiful. A garden, yeah. Um, you know, architecture or, or teaching, you have to use words to teach, right? When you're working in the studio, it's very, very... It's better not to talk about your right, own work to define too much. It. Yeah. However, I would um, say light and shadows, light, and you yeah. play with like, oh my god, you just yeah. like I don't know how you do it. I mean, it's just stunning. Yeah. Again, it's all DIY, right? Like it's all yeah. like, okay, I want to paint. How do you paint? Art is, you know, usually physical, mm-hmm. um, unless it's purely conceptual, um, you know, ideas. So. You have to kind of let go of the words and the rational side of your brain a little bit, which is true for music as well. Recently, I just did a, a song cycle to Walt Women Poetry. And what, that was the first time I took somebody else's words and, and put music to it. And Walt Whitman is super fascinating and important to me because he is a kind of queer ancestor. Uh, he just is not shy. Like, he really just lets it all out back in 1850. And he was also an abolitionist and you know, uh, a nurse during the Civil War um, and, and influenced the beat poets of the 1950s. And now today, like in 2022, when the album was recorded, I'm, um, you know, ex- exploring it for myself for the first time. Um, you know, Walt Whitman would have had a conventional New York State education, yeah. I would think. And, and um, you know, the relationship between his queerness and his art is so profound. Right. So I'm... Later in life, because I'm, I think, you know, a, a late bloomer, if you will, or somebody who takes a long time to figure things out, um, queer uh, uh, people and their work is to my own practice. And so, yeah, doing an album of songs to Walt Whitman, it sounds totally different than any of the other John Cleet yeah. stuff, right? And so what is that? Where? How can people access your music? Oh, it's pretty much everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. My okay. house, <laughs> and it's under it's under John Cleats. The John Cleats. The yeah. John Cleats. It's not, yeah, because that way it's not a person. Okay. Um, let, let's talk about Tom Jones because I think he is one of the most attractive human males on the earth. Got these massive panties from Zellers, <laughs> and <laughs> and on the waistband <laughs> they were white and they were cotton, and on the waistband they were called just my size. Oh. <laughs> But they were like this big, like they were literally. And I cut out some uh, cardboard uh, in the shape of the panties, inserted them in the panties, and stapled so them to the cardboard. So it looks a massive frisbee. <laughs> and then we kissed them with lipstick. Real and we wrote, kisses. We wrote, you know, yeah. Tom rules. Phone us with like. Fake I bet phone he has it framed on his dining room wall. What landed right at his feet his at Ontario Place <laughs> when he was uh, singing "She's a Lady." Oh. Yeah, and it was just hilarious. Anyway, more stories about that that I'll tell you uh, when we're off the off the tape. But um, I want to thank you because this was really fun. 
and really fascinating. And you're just such a lovely person. Well, I should thank you because I, you know, we've only been friends for a couple of years now. And it's, I've really, really appreciate you in my life. Oh, thank same you. here. Me too. Um, All the best with the show. I look forward well, to the so other much. episodes. Yeah. Thank you very much. And um, to the listeners, I just want to say thanks for tuning in. And uh, keep listening because this is not the end. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to Before I Die at Apple Podcasts. And now this is Dimitri Papathiodorou and his song, I Want a Boyfriend. Turn it up. a boyfriend, someone to help me up, with long arms and a big, I want a boyfriend, make it all right when I can't stand up, downtown, is where he lives, in a loft with a shiny black dog, together, we'll walk in the park, and dance to the light of the moon, I want a boyfriend, someone to help me up, with long arms and a big, make it all right when I can't stand up. December is my favorite month. We get to wear sweaters with mock turtlenecks. My jeans are worn and tired, but my honey, he's really wired. January is cold and dark, but forget about all those sad, simple thoughts. Together, we'll dance with the stars and lift this madness with our broken hearts. I want a boyfriend, someone to help me up with long arms and a big. Make it all right when I can't stand up.